And welcome to the March 9th, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor Adam Smith. Hi, everybody. And web content producer Jesse Carey. Yo. Coming up on the podcast today, we have an in-studio performance by the Indie Darlings, Band Marino. They're someone's darlings. I mean... You know, I, I would say they're indie darlings. Indie buzz band? Yeah. Sure. Okay. A lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. Not a lot of darlings. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of buzzed, yeah, and they actually, the darlings, they actually had to get their whole album remixed to take some of the buzz out. Oh, yeah. Because they just recorded it cheaply. Yeah. <laughs> the, new, the new version sounds really good, though. Yeah. Well, that's good. So that's coming up later. We actually don't have a Don Miller segment this week. Um, which was a lot of fun the last two weeks, but the 96-minute podcast marathon, as I call it, um, was probably the longest we'll ever do. And he had to go home. He was ready. He was ready. We were keeping him locked in my office in between tapings. He He actually, we we didn't let him leave. He somehow escaped through the tiles and the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) That man can shimmy. I've never seen a man shimmy. Where's Don? Where's that? There he goes! (laughs) No, I'm not going. I'm not going to the ventilation shaft. Yeah, <laughs> there's asbestos up there. That'll take care. So of So we think he made it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we haven't heard. I heard he's booked in Chattanooga next week. If he doesn't show up, yeah, he's someone, probably in our attic. Yeah, someone from Chattanooga, like email us and let us know that you got there safely. Yeah. <laughs> we have a wide selection of feature films releasing tonight. We have the 300, or 300, that's all. Awesome. Oh, right. Not the 300. Man. And that's I, it. I have been waiting for this movie ever since I first saw the, the early teaser trailer months and months ago. Man. It's supposed to be, they're saying that visually it will do for action movies what The Matrix did, you know? Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been reading up everything I can about it. About Spartans. About, about Spartans, about the battle, about, you know, Zack Snyder. Um, Frank Miller. It's going to be a lot of jump stabs. Yeah, jump stabs. Um, I actually, <laughs> I watched a trailer this week, and they, they released like a five minute preview. You know, week of the release to get some buzz going, and <laughs> it shows. You know, basically the story is you know three hundred Spartans go up a million man go up against a million man Persian army in these epic battles, and it shows the Spartans piling a wall of bodies. Right, like for after a battle, and waiting for the next—I uh, don't know what they call—you know—group of of troops that are coming and fight them. So they pile this wall of bodies, and when the next army comes up behind them, and they're like peeking over the wall, they push the wall of bodies onto the next army. Wow! Yeah, that's just efficiency. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, you you use what you got. That kind of efficiency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Is this the movie that some people are talking about, the political overtones? Or? Yeah. Are they really? But it's interesting because people from both sides, like first, um, people on the left were saying this is this is American propaganda. They actually, fil- they actually had a screening of the movie in Germany, and people were walking out and saying, isn't it funny that your government funded this movie at this time? And your government, yeah, they, it? And they don't understand. Yeah, Zack Snyder was like, I, "That doesn't make you don't understand." Like they had nothing to do with this, and then people uh, see it from the other side, like, "Well, this is uh, this is anti-war, is what this is." <laughs> and so Zack Snyder, the 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 film's director, is like, you know, I really didn't have any political agenda. And I think it's funny that people from both sides are already attacking the film. Yeah, it's just an action movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's loosely based on an actual historical no, event. It's completely one hundred percent one higher yeah, exactly. Every detail is Every true. Detail. Yeah. yeah. The wall of bodies <laughs> that, happened. that happened. It was <laughs> carved in stone. It's called history. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it you, is you know this will be shown in high school history classes when the teachers just want to phone it in one yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and no students will complain. But I thought it was interesting. Remember back in the day when we did the the Bush um carry cover? Oh, yes. And we got letters from the both split. sides. Yeah, yeah, we got letters like, oh, you guys are so conservative, and then, oh, you guys are so liberal. Yeah. You know, that's how, that's how the 300 is. It's, you know, so that, that tells so me. So really, this movie is the relevant magazine of movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's if relevant was to be just distilled down. Into an epic battle. Into an epic battle <laughs> and put on celluloid. It would be this film. I like yeah. to think I that... I thought it was going to be Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that in our own way that we're fighting a million Persians. Yeah. With every issue we put out. <laughs> in our own way we I, are. In our own way. <laughs> Apologies to our Persian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. I'm so pumped for it. So I mean, do the Spartan cheerleaders make an appearance? Cameo. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how else is the Spartan army supposed to fight if they right. don't have people cheering them? Yeah. L- little good. known fact. In fact, I've actually probably never uttered this, but when I played uh, Pee Wee football, I played for the Spartans. Really? <laughs> I did. And there were 300 kids on our team. <laughs> Ironically. And uh, their greatest victory was against the uh, the Persians. The Persians. From yeah. the next town over. Uh, it was the championship game. Yeah. 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 It was, Underdogs. Yeah. And they had <laughs> a, a lot more kids. Yeah. yeah. It looked like a million. I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for movie releases. Uh, albums coming out on Tuesday the 13th. Ooh. Uh, we got Rosie Thomas with These Friends of Mine on Network. Interesting fact about Rosie Thomas. She's the cover of the next issue of Radiant Magazine. Yes, mm-hmm. she is. And which is at the printer now. It is. So it's the April issue, right? Yes. So if people go over to radiantmag.com, they still have time to subscribe to read that story. This is correct. So go over there and subscribe to Radiant Mag. I, I have to say the the new issue that's at the printer right now is far and away the best Stunning. the best issue yet. Stunning. And it actually makes the the relevant crew really have to step up their game mm-hmm. because it is an amazing issue. Yeah, it's stunning. Rosie could shoot musical darts like arrows at Spartans and kill them. If Rosie <laughs> Thomas was an army, she'd be the Spartans. If her songs were weapons, one of them, probably the the last song in the album, would be A Wall of Bodies because yeah. she could push over. <laughs> yeah. When Kara oh, said nice. arrows, you know, there's a line from the trailer where the guy's like... Arrows? We don't need no stinking arrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. He pulls back a bow and arrow. And it's like, that is a 
little, <laughs> little friend, friend right that there. will do nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's so, there's a scene where, you know, it's very dramatic. Obviously, these guys are about to go into battle, and he's like, our arrows will blot out the sun and then you know and we will fight in the shade yeah and it, like my heart just starts racing yeah yeah so so i have a feeling that jesse every time you see this like preview you get so amped up i see you just you start to run i see yeah. you just like jesse come yeah. back yeah. I, I run out in a field expecting there to be guys for me to fight you know? <laughs> Oh man, a lot of construction workers. So, have been hurt that so way. if we need to get Don out of the rafters, we should just show you the preview, and you'll shimmy just up there right yeah. after. Unless You're mine, sees- Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he sees a flying squirrel. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I don't go there. <laughs> I didn't count on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, the triumphant return of slices. You're listening to Bright Eyes. The song is Four Winds. I, I feel like it should be Four Winds in a Funeral. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, Four Winds. It's playing right now over at Relevant TV. And at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Modest Yahoo with the song Jerusalem. It's a very, very spiritual song. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's the whole video is kind of... Um, About Jerusalem? Yeah, like the Wailing Wall. Huh. The, Imagine that. Uh, the imagery it's right. it's a you know indirect reference you know people putting pictures and prayers up on this big wall and praying so uh yeah well last guy who's the featured video this week over at relevant.tv check it out uh, i was just telling the guys during the break uh, i was i was watching relevant tv last night and really enjoyed it and if you fish around under extras um i actually saw two commercials for books we had done that i had never seen before Really? Which one was oh, very good? Which says a lot about our internal communications sometimes. <laughs> uh, you'd never seen the books, or you'd never seen the <laughs> We did that book? Uh-huh. Wait, was that us? <laughs> no, uh, well, I guess one was for a book and one was for Relevant Magazine. Uh, the two most recent ones I had never seen. Really? I was like, yeah. But anyway, I mean, but uh, some uh, longtime podcast listeners will remember Tyler Clark, and uh, there are, under extras, under IDs, there are four or five Tyler Clark originals where he is at the keyboard performing uh, Big House. Um, Scrubs. Um, sorry, Miss Jackson. Scrubs. That was my personal And favorite. then the instrumental Jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I actually really enjoyed. Jump. He was... Miss Jackson. Yeah, he was favorite. very talented. Well... I remember watching those as a Rella fan. I really do. Really? I'm just laughing hysterically. Okay, uh, with slices, here's Kara Davis. Well, we've mentioned the Discovery Channel Planet Earth series coming up, but I wanted to make it an official slice so people can write it down, get it on their calendars. Actually, literally, I'm going to put it on my calendar right now. When is it? It is. It begins airing March 25th, and it's an 11-episode series. Every day? Um, well, it will conclude with a full-day marathon and final episode on April 22nd, which is Earth Day. So, what, what's the schedule? It's a good question. Like, when's it come on? Like, 8 o'clock? Let's see here. 
check your local listings. <laughs> <laughs> so you just said, I'm going to let people mark their calendar. and they, <laughs> Well, they, can, they know what day it is. Yeah. They okay. know what day to get up it early will, and check their local listings. It will air on consecutive Sundays from March 25th through April 22nd, which I believe is Earth Day. Wait, but you said it's 11 episodes. That's yes. only like three Sundays. It'll probably it will it just be one episode a Sunday, like a season. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> the math does not well, work out. <laughs> well, it ends with a full day marathon, so maybe they. Why cram- would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could run one episode every night and get the ratings up for the entire month, as opposed to just three days we need to talk to the head of programming yeah they don't know what they're doing clearly (laughs) obviously but the reason i I wanted to mention it is wired magazine and some other places are are talking about the technology it's it's shot in high def and the difference between this and like regular you know animal planet discovery channel tv shows normally uh wildlife filmmakers that they have to cut and paste multiple attacks into a single like you know attack scene and this is because the methods that they use to film them are usually kind of intrusive. Like if you're recording a high speed chase by air, the helicopter is going to scare off the action. But this, the planet earth series uses all like non intrusive technology. And like, you'll see a a single wolf hunt from start to finish. And then Mm. like just things that the naked eye can't see they'll get, they've used like high speed cams and gadgets and, night vision whatever and it's supposed to be really amazing i am in awe of this thing i'm really looking forward to it well i got a twofer today because the one leads right into the other so i'm just going to go for it the very popular video sharing website youtube which obviously if you don't know what youtube is then i don't know where you've been but basically you can upload any kind of your own video and and share it with the world well apparently the istanbul first criminal peace court in turkey isn't a big fan because they have blocked it in the whole country of turkey because some uh pranksters put up videos that were making fun of a former turkish leader and in turkey it is illegal it's a criminal offense to make fun of turkishness (laughs) <laughs> of Turkishness. That's right. I never heard of YouTube, but I had heard of that law. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I accidentally violated that law, uh, making fun of Turkishness, and I apologize. He's actually wanted in Turkey. Yeah. So if if you want, if you're visiting Turkey and you want to go watch the Grape Lady, don't go to YouTube because it's blocked. Um, does this include like, you know, jokes about poultry? Like turkey mm-hmm. or just yes. yeah. the you, you cannot besmirch the name of any kind of large fowl. Yeah. And what we're doing right now is illegal. So <laughs> if you listen to the podcast in Turkey, sorry, because it'll probably be banned. That's not the only news of in on the censorship front. Um, a British I comedian. Segue. Yeah. That's why it's a twofer. Um, the British comedian Sasha Baron Cohen, who many of you may be f- more familiar with as his alter ego, Borat. Um, he got the nation of Kazakhstan all up in uh, a big, a big a tizzy. Mess. Yeah, a tizzy. A tizzy. I'd say a tizzy um, because he he plays in his movie. This obvious. This is like the YouTube thing. If you don't know about it, I'll just give you a quick rundown because I don't know where you've been. Uh, he plays a, yeah. <laughs> he, he plays a a fictional journalist from Kazakhstan and plays all these absurd pranks, and 
the the State Department just released a new study, a new report saying that it was actually a human rights abuse to censor the film in Kazakhstan, and it named a couple other movies that um, worldwide had caused a big censorship. Censor. Censorship. <laughs> yeah, censorship um, of Roar. Uh, Borat, The Da Vinci Code, and Brokeback Mountain were named in the the State Department report for films that um, a lot of countries around the world completely censored or didn't allow to be shown in their country. And they're saying that, that that is a human rights violation. You know, the whole point of the film of Borat was to point out uh, differences in culture um, in an absurd way, and this is one. Now it's got to the highest level where you know Condoleezza Rice is actually talking about Borat. Hmm. She's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of human rights violations, old people hitting each other. Um, <laughs> Always fun. <laughs> yeah, there's this uh, this guy uh, from Maine. He winters here in Florida, and uh, he's 91 years old, named Roland Fortin, and. Uh, he was a former cut man for retired boxing champ Joey Gamash. Does anyone know what a cut man is? No idea. I don't know, but he must be tough. Um, so he has challenged fitness guru Jack LaLanne, who is 92, to a four-round boxing match. Wow. Come on. Yeah. yeah. He's 91. Jack LaLanne is 92. And uh, he said the purpose of the whole thing is to let seniors know that's not too late to get in great shape. Okay, and I'm going to put this in a little context here. Jack LaLanne, remember the Juice Man? That's Jack LaLanne. Yeah, I know. You know, um, uh, well, we know him as the Juice Man, but back in the 50s and 60s, he had a morning exercise show. Yeah. He was known as the guy who could throw a car over a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's been... Well, him and Superman. Mm-hmm. He's been parodied. Yeah. No, he could jump over it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, but he's been loosely paraly- uh, parodied. Paralyzed? <laughs> loosely I hope paralyzed. not. Yeah. I hope not. Um, parodied in uh, Seinfeld with Mr. Mandelbaum was yeah. a jack-o'-lane. And then in Arrested Development, Development. Yeah. with um, Martin you know, Short's Martin character. Shoot me! Yeah, but But uh, jack-o'-lane, he kind of brought it on himself, according to this guy who wants to fight him. Um, because Jack Lane said Florida is like the waiting room to the t- casket, which this senior citizen said, "Hey, you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, Lane." Yeah, you know? bring it on, Lane. But he says, you know, it'll be a gentleman's fight. And he said it, he doesn't think either of them get hurt. He says he'd knock me down, I'd knock him down. Lane, however, evidently not so uh, not so impressed. Uh, one of his spokeswomen said that's not quite his cup of tea. He's too busy traveling for public appearances and no longer performs athletic feats. Personally, I think it's cowardice. Yeah, then right you here, take right on now. Pat Robertson <laughs> <laughs> in a, a kickboxing match. <laughs> I, I also think Pat Robertson's in his nineties. That's just I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Here's the thing: Lelaine's been talking it for years. You know, yeah. let let's stop the talk here, Lelaine. Let's 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 do this thing. You but know, this guy's got a year on him. You know, yeah, he's true. a year younger, and in in nonogenarian years, that's like ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. He may be a little uh, little scared. But here's the thing: Jack Lane claims to have the strength and uh, you know ability of someone half his age. So I, I I'm I'm done. I want to see. 46. I'm done drinking your juice, man. Shakes. Um, I'd say Lelaine could uh, take a 46-year-old, an so? average 46-year-old. Average 46-year-old. Well, I mean, if he has the strength of an average 46-year-old, 
I don't know. I guess I'm kind of impressed. If he had a, the strength of a 46-year-old who could really handle himself in a fight, then I'd be really but, impressed. But here's the thing. If you think about this... Because I think his self-worth and life's work is dependent on what we think of him now <laughs> oh, as a absolutely. 92-year-old. I would think so. Well, here's the thing. If you really think about this, this is a lose-lose. Because let's say Jack Lane loses the fight. Then you're like, well, Jack Lane isn't all that he was talking himself up to be. If he wins the fight, it's like he Jack Lane is a 91-year-old man. <laughs> he, just, he just beat down a guy in his 90s. <laughs> so really, there's no way that Jack Lane can win this thing. Um, but I still want to see it. Yeah, I'd still love to watch. It's not... I don't think it would be anything. I think it would be too, like, yeah, you know, just barely touching each other kind of weak little taps. You keep that kind of talking up and they're both going to challenge you. I just, I don't, you know, I think they'd give it their all. And for 92-year-old men who have (laughs) diminished bone mass and muscle mass, I think it would be impressive that they can even stand upright without a walker. But I think that's what they're trying to counteract is that stereotype. It's not a stereotype. (laughs) It's science (laughs) called fact. Fact. Well, do you remember that Fox show you a while ago? You lose 1% of your bone mass every year after the age of 21. So, Is that true? So fact on that. I learned it at ORU's health class, so probably not. So it's dubious <laughs> at best. <laughs> um, it's speculative so at best. So he's yeah. lost 71% of his bone mass. Well, yeah. I, so I started doing the math. I'm like, well, if I'm you know 110, which there are people who are 110 and 115. I mean, very few. Yeah. You're Does actually, that mean they're you're a jelly. Yeah, you're a puddle of goo. <laughs> Your 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 arm is the size of a toothpick. Yeah, it's I like mean, here's here's a bucket of your great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. You could spread it At on all. toast. Well, maybe I mean it's <laughs> on average for the first fifty years or something like that. The, even then, it, you would have still, half your bone mass at age seventy-one. Yeah, yeah. that just I don't know it's if I just not it. logical. Well, I think you gain bone mass. <laughs> That's what, I'm going to make the bold medical claim that you gain bone mass as you Especially get older. Especially if you drink bird smoothies. Yeah, that's good for you. I think we all need to start eating buffalo. Yeah. Like the Olympians. Olympians. The yeah. choice of Olympians. Hey, buddy, I am an Olympian, and I don't appreciate you taking a run at us. Um, well, this is a, another quick slice update. You know, a lot of the listeners are familiar with Stuff the Magic Dragon, the mascot <laughs> yeah. for the Orlando Magic. And if you aren't, I don't know where you've been. Yeah. You know, but we still, you're with those YouTube and Borat, Borat people. people. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into the stories about him boxing kangaroos or exploiting little people. <laughs> and we, were, me and Adam went to a basketball game. Um and during halftime, um, there was a, there was an accident, and I I actually have to pass it off to Adam here because okay. I went to the restroom. I only saw it on replay and was jaw to the floor. Yeah, it was it was perhaps the most um, amazing feat that I've ever seen them pull at a Magic game. Uh, they decided that they were going to you know the thing where they'll set up trash cans like bowling pins and slingshot someone on like a little cart. At yeah. the trash cans to knock them over. Well, they'll they'll. Uh, I mean, it's like the world's biggest slingshot. Two people will be standing on either side mm-hmm. of the court, and somebody will be on a kind of a sled or discus, and they'll pull them all the way back to behind mm-hmm. one of the baskets and yeah. to you know tension it, and then they'll let them go, and the person will fly. Yeah, across and the, the people holding court. the slingshot run with it to give it extra momentum. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'm it, telling it you, really moved. that oh, thing's yeah. trucking. I mean, I'm. And, and you slam into bowling pins yeah. under Con- the uh, other basket. Conservative guess, 
150 miles and, per hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the bowling pins are big rubber trash cans. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there, I mean, there's a mat behind it, but still, it's got to be a pretty rough landing. So, Stuff challenges the Milwaukee Buck, right? Who is why, easily... Why is the, he there? He's Well, I mean... He's there with the team. They were, they were playing, playing the Knicks. Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Took my yeah. The Buck just happened to be in town for a convention. But, but that is odd that the other team would bring their mascot. Yeah. I want to apologize ahead of time to anyone, any Milwaukee fans, but you have the most ridiculous looking mascot in the world. Yeah, a Buck. It looks like a cut no, rate Disney no, character. No, the worst mascot in pro sports is the Houston Rockets mascot. It is a large teddy bear. And it's a big, round, cuddly teddy bear. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Why? That's I don't know. Ridiculous. For the rocket. Well, well, I'm just would saying, be like, right. mascot-wise. Like wise. a phallic symbol, though. Oh. <laughs> oh they rocket. went with the teddy bear. That's true. Oh. Um, I never thought of that. That's a good point. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, anyway, it, I've seen high school mascots with better uniforms than this. Um, so, stuff challenges the buck to uh, a bull-off, okay? Now... The the buck goes. He gets a strike. Okay, of course, of course. Well, because bucks are known for their bowling, their bowling prowess. ability. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you live in Wisconsin. That's what you do. Yeah, you go I bowling. mean, winter is eleven months a year. Uh-huh. You're inside bowling. This guy's done a lot of bowling and a lot of human bowling as well. Um, <laughs> and buck bowling. Mm-hmm. So then it's stuff's turn to go. Okay, and he slides across the floor, hits the uh, hits the pins, knocks them all down, and he is rolling around in agony. Oh, right, no. and I'm thinking this is all part of the setup. They're like, "Oh no, stuff's hurt. Oh, no. Stuff is hurt." You know? Oh no, he's going to uh, forfeit his turn, and if the buck gets even one pin, then he wins. Right, and thinking, "Oh, this is all some funny, goofy setup." So they start pulling the buck along, and he is going fast. <laughs> Stuff runs, dives in front of him, right, and like just takes him out just absolutely levels Levels. him the buck's head flies off (laughs) and it's a guy it's just a dude like this kid writhing around like in half of a deer costume like in in real pain in pain embarrassment and fear like my head is gone like you you can honestly you can honestly say i don't think he saw it coming i don't know there's no way he thought i've got this in the bag yeah i've got this in the bag next thing he knows he's been decapitated you know and i there's no way he saw it coming and you know he's he's feeling around like oh no and he has to run grab his head i think the most horrifying moment for any mascot has to be losing your your big mascot head because you don't want people to know it's you especially you're not proud that you're a mascot especially if you're in serious pain which yeah. The, um yeah and so well it turns out stuff you know he gets up he he walks off and everything and you know you're thinking oh that whole he was hurt that's just a little yeah. little play acting to yeah. for the setup and maybe it was but it turns out that he was actually seriously injured. Yeah, concussion. We, yeah, like he. Wait, the buck or stuff? Stuff. I haven't heard anything about the buck, but I do. <laughs> the know The buck actually didn't pull through. Stuff had a, a <laughs> knee injury and a shoulder injury yeah. and, a and a concussion. Oh my yeah. word! And he's taken immediately to the did hospital. Did he vomit in his yeah. mascot costume? <laughs> I like to think so. Well, here's here's my question. <laughs> it's big That's why he took the head, head off of the buck yeah. so he could <laughs> use that to catch it. Can you imagine? And then he just took it and was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> just saw it. Out through its mascot <laughs> yeah. mouth. Well, 
his nostrils blow out like that. Here's my question, though, about this whole thing. Um, okay, if... Maybe maybe stuff really got hurt on the first bowl. Maybe that's when he got knocked out. Maybe that's when his knee or shoulder got injured. Mm-hmm. He was but, like the little gymnast girl who who did the next. Yeah, vault. yeah, but Carrie was Strug. Yeah, I was there. Were you really? For, I was. I was for in Carrie Strug's moment. Did I you was cry? No, I didn't cry, but I was. <laughs> was there any vomiting? <laughs> did, no. did she ever run and try and take out someone else? Yeah. And then yes. vomit in their hat. Yeah. Well, She's here. trying to do her final vault. Another gymnast just runs. takes her out. Well, here, She's a off. true champion. Well, here's the theory. Okay, I really think he got hurt on that first ball. I do, too. I like I and, like to think that because it shows so much heroin. Yeah, and, and stuff is like, you know what? I'm in front of a home crowd here. This guy might tie me in this bowl off, but there's no way he's winning. I, you know, This is the magic stadium, and I may only be half conscious right now, and my shoulder may be dislocated. I, I may be vomiting in my own head. But you know what? I'm going to level this kid. And he did. And he's, he's going to wish he never came to Orlando. Yeah. Could be like an injured animal that, you know, once they can do anything. He's afraid. Yeah, they're you know, even more dangerous. Unpredictable. He's Lost cornered. control of his bladder. <laughs> he's like a cornered And badger. as we all know, once the bladder goes, <laughs> so does the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jack Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> All those juice man smoothies have been taking a toll. I feel so bad. I take it back. No, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Especially the moment of shock on your face after you that said came it. Out of, my mouth. out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hey, I meant the other guy, but I couldn't think of his name. Well, I like Jack Lilane. Here's the thing: years of taking these potent juice man drinks. I'm sure they take a toll on the bladder. Your kidney wasn't meant to digest carrots every yeah. day. <laughs> For every meal, every day, Lane. It's not how God intended. Yeah, maybe these two guys yeah. should have a bowl off. <laughs> Human bowl off. Yeah. <laughs> Settle it that way. Settle it like real men's A human shuffleboard. Isn't that what old people play? Yeah. It, it probably wouldn't so have them made like it. a 20-foot stick shove them. Yeah. What are they on? A, like a like a inner tube or something? Yeah. Wheels? That would be good. I like that. Yeah. Or, or you could do it all on like a slip and slide. But then that'd just be human slip and sliding. Yeah. yeah. Which, which slip like and sliding never ends me. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think if you're over like three... I mean, because yeah. it's the proper length if you're little. Yeah. But the problem is, is when you're our size, there's just not enough yeah. surface area. Like slip Although, and slide in an emergency did, room. <laughs> we did hear about like underground slip and slide parties across the nation. Remember that? Yeah, we back? saw it on current TV. Yes, I wonder yeah. whatever happened. With, well, it's not. It's winter, so I assume there's <laughs> it's a called, polar bear. It's called underground skiing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I, I don't ever remember as a kid slip and sliding and then not ending with someone get, getting hurt. Yeah, in some right. someone always ran inside crying. Yeah, it was either there was a rock under it <laughs> right. or the slip and slide. You ran know, out. They just yeah. slid right into a bush or, or off the curb. Or a guy in a mascot. Uniform yeah. came and just leveled them <laughs> or as they're sliding just, down it. But when you're running and diving, even if the ground is really slippery, if you're running as fast as you can and diving onto a hard surface, you know it's not it, gonna feel good. Yeah, if you land, well. it, it, it just tweak the ro- the wrong way, you're you're in trouble. See, the best thing for ending a slip and slide is to end up in water. Uh-huh. So 
you know, of course, that we had the brilliant idea of running it from the backyard into the pool. Except you got to go over that pool deck. You got to go over the pool deck. However, Ow. I thought I conquered it. You roll up a little towel right at the line of the grass and the pool deck to give you a little soft speed bump. <laughs> I, of course, this was the first one to go. Yeah. But here's the thing. with When, when you skinned my shins, Ugh. like, oh. and then I'm dumped oh. into the pool bloody <laughs> and it's stinging from the chlorine oh. it was one of the more horrific events of my 11 to 17 year old uh, you had a lot of rough stuff yeah happen. yeah i was gonna say when you're when it's your body actually doing is on the is on the surface there there's no such thing as a soft speed bump you know <laughs> any speed bump is gonna hurt yeah but i thought a towel you know, and then of course everybody, but everybody else fair, was like, "Well, yeah, you go ahead and try it out." Right. Yeah. And to be fair, you thought that those garbage bags would uh, inflate like parachutes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> I respect that. You know, I mean, yeah. it's more than Jack Lane does. <laughs> You'd fight that 90 year old dude. I'd fight him. <laughs> Bring it on, 91 year old man. <laughs> he's probably somewhere in Florida right now. Yeah. If you, if he's listening, if any of his grandchildren. Or Great grandchildren are listening. Yeah, as I say, we're not real big with the um, uh, above eighty crowd. Right, right. But if you know Roland Fortin of uh, Pompano Beach, uh, let him know that the gauntlet has been cast down. And How do you Cameron spell Fortin? Fight I'm going to look him up right now. F O R T I N. I have an R Fortin in Pompano Beach, Florida. Hmm. And that's all. That's probably him. How big is Pompano Beach? Um, uh, not not that big. I don't, yeah, I don't know. think I don't think it's that big. I could look that up as well if you'd like. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, that'll do it for slices. Up next, Band Marino. Earlier this week, Band Marino came by the studio and played a few songs for us. Uh, their new album is called The Sea and the Beast, and it's actually an independent release, but it's up on iTunes right now. You can just search for Band Marino yeah. over at iTunes, and it is excellent. Yeah. You can also buy it off uh, bandmarino.net. So that's their mm-hmm. their group's website. Mm-hmm. And a lot of independent record stores carry it. It was a great performance. It's a great album. Definitely go check it out. And here they are. Uh, band Marino. Um, we're Band Marino. We're going to play some songs. This one's called Every Time I Make a Girl Cry, I Know I've Done My Job. One, two. Do 
on my plate, not the clothes on my bed. Not the one laid at my feet, not the daily sunshine that I meet. Not the way my parents love me so. Got the upper middle class life that I know. Whoa, whoa. Now I'll marry you, it's too much to
This song's called Someday We All Must Die. And please don't go, cause I won't answer. I know that you're the snake inside my bed. I'll be the first to admit it. I gave you the sword, you stepped through my hand. Existence begs a mutual bond And let's build this house from the roof to the floor I paradoxical scathing I like you more when you walked out my door Keep an eye out. Uh, Bamreno.com is that your actually Bamreno.net. Dot net. Dot net. Bamreno.net is uh, the website. Uh, keep an eye out for them coming to your area because I guarantee you is a live performance that you will not soon forget. Uh, excellent live performance. We have the pr- privilege of seeing seeing them a lot here around uh, Orlando, and uh, they always put on a great show. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming by. Yeah, we'll see you. Thanks for having us. I should be gone. You're listening to The Submarines. The song is Peace and Hate. Before Ban Marino, you actually heard Nora Jones with Sink and Soon. A little jazzy, mm. 
Diddy. Ragtime Diddy. I, yeah. I like Nora Jones, but I, I saw a really funny <laughs> headline on the Onion that really encapsulated what I, how I kind of feel too. Is that it was like Nora Read somebody else's wit and said that's how I feel. Yeah, I was like, hey, that is funny because I can relate. Um, it's kind of like Dane Cook. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, he's right. You know, I do want to be in a heist. Um, but Nora, it said Nora Jones releases debut album for the third time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, because I, they're all kind of that. They're like the same album. Uh, this know? sounds nothing like her debut um, album. This okay. is very much New Orleansy ragtime uh, blue like. Bluegrass. I will say, here's something from Saturday Night Live that kind of resonated with me. On Weekend Update one time, they said, you know, um, blues singer Nora Jones turns 22 today. Her fans turn 50. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So now, on to your feedback. Well, last week, we asked you guys to let us know about some local needs or opportunities for people to get involved and just make a difference in some situations and you guys wrote in and we're going to read a few of these and then we'll post all of them on our podcast feedback page and then we'll also post a thread to our message boards where you guys can get on the boards talk about the needs maybe if you have some ideas or can um, directly affect the need then get involved it should also be brought up that uh, the other half of the editorial question of the week was to name your baby yes (laughs) which there was Quite a few. And actually, that moved on to the message boards. It did. It did indeed. And you made an appearance. I did. You mm-hmm. know, I, really, I I check it about once a week. And boy, did I have a nice surprise yesterday. I, I read a couple of threads. One was the I work out while listening to the podcast thread. And I was laughing out loud. Me too. It was so funny. It was funny. I'm like, they make us laugh. Yeah. And um, They give back. They do. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So it is what it's all about. And then the Kara congrats thread which was very nice thank you although i do want to say that there are a couple message board posters who are who blatantly ask that their posts be read on the podcast (laughs) it's not going to happen it's basically you might as well put in bold type do not read this right post on i i will say this though i do want to give a shout out to big dog (laughs) why (laughs) because he's actually the one who uh defended the olympian statement with are you an olympian (laughs) so yeah and he was credit that that he got referred to as someone right right and i want to give credit where credit's due so big dog big dog we have a couple of friends in grand rapids one of them aaron uh and the other one melinda who emailed kind of the same need they go to a church in an urban part of Grand Rapids, it's a small church, and there, there are two pastors. One of the pastors, Josh Buck, was paralyzed in a swimming accident in Cancun six weeks ago and is now in rehab. And this, it, he has just lost his um, 18-month-old daughter um, in an accident, I guess, a little while ago. They also have two young kids, and his wife is, is pregnant, and expect, uh, pregnant, so she's expecting soon. Um, so, obviously, this is a huge burden on that family and that church and um aaron has suggested several ways to help so we will we will post that on the podcast feedback page yeah and i i went to their uh church's website and checked out looks like they're doing some really amazing ministry to grand rapids so anything people can do to help that family would be amazing i have one from um, from Luke Prince, who is about to graduate from uh, radio broadcasting school, and he says that you know God had provided him with a scholarship, and it was something that he's really been passionate about. And he actually wants to do something, I guess, kind of unique with with his degree. He he's joined um, 
Western Indian Ministries, and he'll be accepting a full-time uh, missionary job with them. Um, and he'll work at three different radio stations that broadcast to Navajo reservations. And he just said he just said that these communities have lots of needs, as well as to ministries that reach out to them, um, especially financially. He said there's just a lot of problems with chemical dependency, and there's a high suicide rate in some of these areas. And so he just he just um, said that you know he needs to raise a lot of money, and also the radio stations that do the ministry. You know, there's always a financial need there, but just for, uh, you know, I just thought it was kind of cool that he's, you know, he's in school and he's really dedicated to, um, you know, what he feels passionate about doing. Got one here from uh, Lisa Becerra, and uh, she's currently part of the Student Council for Exceptional Children at the University of Texas Pan American. Uh, they work with Special Olympics, Miracle League, Adopt Special Ed Classrooms, so on and so forth. And, uh, what they're doing right now is that they're trying to build a uh, a park that will integrate children of all abilities to play together, basically be accessible and welcoming to uh, special needs kids. And they're uh, basically having people sponsor pieces of playground equipment. In the, the history of this area of Texas, they've never had a park like this that's adapted to the needs of special needs children. So uh, it's something that people can get involved with and uh, maybe sponsor a piece of playground equipment. Now, if we sponsor a piece of playground equipment, can we get any name that we want put on that playground equipment? Like instead of the monkey bars, it would be like the Kara bars? Yeah. <laughs> or like Carrie Busey bars. <laughs> the, the, That'd Busey, be a delicious the Busey snack. bars. Yeah. yeah. I don't think kids would want to yeah. play around that. No, Gary Busey bars are mainly made of Play Doh and thumbtacks. <laughs> it's just stuff he assembles at home. You don't want to eat those. <laughs> so, so, okay. What are, we're posting these online, right? Mm-hmm. So what what's the plan? Like, where can people find out more? On the, well, they can go to the podcast feedback page, and there'll be a link to a message board thread um, where people can just exchange ideas and express ways that they would want to. Well, help. Can't we just send them to the message boards? So they don't well, I mean, we're posting all the need like these emails on the podcast feedback page. Okay, so you podcast can read about feedback, not podcast stuff. Okay. Yeah. Correct. I just no. want to make sure Sorry. I know. No, no, that's fine. I was just clarifying for myself. Yeah. So people, basically, they can read about everything on the podcast feedback and then go to the message boards and if they want to link with other people and try to get involved. I imagine if somebody came and read about this, they, then they would go to the message boards be like, about the Josh Buck need, blah, 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 Right, blah. right, right. Okay. So, that's what I'm guessing. But get involved. Go to the feedback page, read this stuff, and uh, start a movement. It's good stuff. Yeah. So... Usually, the podcast has good substance. The editorial question of the week does not. This week, other way around. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, you really, uh, we, we thought, I don't know if they're going to, how we know how they're going to react to a serious one, but yeah, pleasantly no, surprised. A lot of good stuff came yeah. in. Yeah, that's only a, a sampling of all the really good stuff that came in. Um, okay, now, on there have been actually a lot of really funny threads over at the podcast fodder. Th- uh, section of the message boards, um, one of which um, is that there's this Facebook group that was formed at facebook.com called Dedicated Relevant Magazine po- Podcast Listeners. And in one week, it went from like 10 people to now it's at like 79. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it started by Jared Murray in Taylor, Indiana. And apparently, this group got off to a rough start. 
because um, nobody could find it because he had misspelled relevant oh, in no. the name. And it, we actually sued him <laughs> and issued a cease and desist. Yeah. But we did. We've come to an agreement now. We now own him. Yeah. So an out of court <laughs> settlement. Anyway, so then he had to make a, make a second one because he couldn't just rename the title of his uh-huh. other group. So he had to make a second one start all over. And uh, anyway, here's their description. This is a group dedicated to the dedicated. At least those of us who dedicatedly make time to listen to the Relevant Magazine podcast every week and dedicate our mind and resources to understanding the dedicated staff who so dedicatedly provide such frequent entertainment. (laughs) So to sum it up, we're dedicated. If you like your shakes with or without Bird, if you think Willie Ames should give up his female boxing career, if you think Gary Busey's acting in Tribulation was the best of his career, then this is the group for you. That's great. I thought that was pretty funny. So I guess the way you can find it is you go over to Facebook.com and search for relevant podcast or the word dedicated yeah <laughs> apparently keyword dedicated <laughs> um i do have to say you know there's 79 that's a good start but there are 20,000 of you listening it's true. and there's no excuse for you not to go over and join that if page. there's not a minimum of 7900 by the time i check it next week then <laughs> we're we're not doing Except this we, anymore we'd rather them go to our website first yeah, yeah. <laughs> please go to our website first swim around yeah. then mm-hmm. if you want to go to facebook that's cool mm-hmm. i i think it's funny I had no idea about this. Uh, uh, a member of the group, Fred Sprinkle, sent me an email and uh, told me about it a few days ago. So Thanks, Sprinkle. <laughs> I just like his name. Yeah. Sprinkles are delicious. When he they gets, are. When he gets old, I, he, I imagine his sprinkle. personality is delicious. <laughs> you know, when he's an old guy, like all the neighbor kids will be like, hey, there's Mr. Sprinkle's house. You know? And they'll just like, they'll all like, because he gives out popsicles. Yeah. They'll, they'll just love <laughs> Everyone Mr. Sprinkle. Everyone loves old Mr. Sprinkle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so with this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Come up with a human game. We discussed human bowling, human shuffleboard earlier. So come up with a game. human slip and slide skin your your, uh, shins. Come up with a human game. The full name. It can be based on an existing game, or you can come up with an original one, but it has to be played with humans and minimal outside uh, support there. Well, <laughs> and are there any have, provisions? You have to tell us how it's played, the rules that govern it. Okay, so basically, if we're taking cues from human bowling and hu- human shuffleboard, you take a sort of non-human game, right, and substitute the apparatus with, with a, a human. human, whatever the game piece, <laughs> and then is. make everything very much a lot bigger. Yeah, like yes. whatever the game piece normally is. So, like Scrabble, you'd have to be like you know YMCA, like create the yeah. mm-hmm. the letters with your That's hand, a good arms. One. That's a good one. That'd Thank be you. the most boring game for the pieces. Yeah, because, because they, once they have to there, just sit they just there. have to sit there and hold their arms in that yeah. position. Uh-huh. They'd be pretty tiring. Yeah, but you well, can lay you, down. You draw them. You draw them from the little Scrabble bag, and they're already in that position. Have you uh, <laughs> yes. Have you ever played upwards? It's yes. a variation of Scrabble where you yeah. stack the letters on top mm. of each other. That would be See, no, very uncomfortable. Maybe kind of like a chicken fight. That would It'd be, be like Twister. And they can chicken fight once they're up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not necessarily encouraged, but it's allowed. But you can. Yeah. It's like hockey. You look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an email just came in uh, from Steve Askins, and he says... Uh, he was just. He said he enjoyed the podcast, this week's podcast. Uh, he especially enjoyed... Cameron's confession of sprinkler abuse. You see, he lives across the street from elementary school, and every morning at 8 and every afternoon at 3, the street is clogged with carelessly selfish parents that block his driveway. They honk and yell at each other. 
and they throw their trash in his front yard. He's oh, been my word. praying for months that God would reveal to him the perfect way to exact justice upon these people. <laughs> and on Monday morning, March 5th, 2007, at 9.37 a.m., his prayers were answered by the relevant podcast. Oh, my word. I don't know why I'm surprised. The podcast already provides for so many of my needs. Why not this one? <laughs> Thank you once again for your wisdom and direction for life. That's amazing. Oh, man. Hey, listen. Just turn on the sprinklers, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That'll keep them away from and your if, front yard. And if you can, somehow see if you can get paint into the water system. <laughs> or make it really, really cold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Some cold water he's no, spraying. No, they don't want Not to the get their people, cars with the cars. The, the cars would get the, the spots from sprinkler water. Well, you know, well still, still, someone's getting out to throw trash. Or just Rolled throwing it window. out the window. Well, if they roll down the window, they're getting wet. It's true. Uh, and relevant relevant update stuff, um, we are commencing the moving process to our new facilities. In fact, the uh, the studio here today looks a little stripped down as things have uh, been put in boxes, getting ready for the big move. Um, as of now, the move is planned for yeah. Friday the 23rd of March. So We're all going to pack our belongings in an old rag, tie it to a bindle <laughs> stick, and hitchhike to the new office. It's environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. It is. We're trying to move green. So, no trucks involved because yeah. of the diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. Bindle sticks and segways. And we have uh, <laughs> little hand hand carts, little hand trucks mm-hmm. that we can yeah. just push down the road. Yep. <laughs> so conveniently, there's a railroad track that goes from here to there, and we got one of those, <laughs> like, can, you know, <laughs> things. Yeah, or yeah. we can try and hop the train. Yeah, <laughs> just throw our stuff onto an empty cargo car. And, All right, here we go. For a mile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hopped a train a couple weeks ago. What? Yeah, I really did. Where'd, Where'd you, you go? go? Uh, like about 150, 200 feet down the track before it started going really fast. And I was like, if I don't get off now, I'm going to be in another town. <laughs> oh my before goodness. I do. That's crazy. <laughs> it was just sitting still on the train tracks and it starts moving very slow. I'm like, I'm going to hop a train. I've never hopped a train what? before. I'm I would have loved I, The story would have been so much hopper? better. If, <laughs> I was the hopper. If, oh. if it just started like cooking down the track. It did. Like I, I get on and I notice like this thing is starting to go really fast. I'm like, I'm, I'm edging up on the point of no return that I'm just going to have to ride this to the next town. It would have been stopped at the Winter Park Station. Mm-hmm. It was loading and then going. So yeah. you caught it while it was stopped. Yeah. Well, no, no. It started moving before, like, because I, I, I was standing there. I was walking to Seven Eleven, and I'm just standing there waiting on the train, and it starts easing off. I'm like, so you're by yourself? You're hop it. No, I was with one of our friends. Oh, okay. And uh, that seems like something you would only do with a friend present. Yeah. 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 Well, as a witness, you have to have someone to help yeah, you back you, off the train. Yes. Uh, and I'm telling you, like, it started. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to get to that point because it, it started chugging. <laughs> and it was one of those things where you had to hit the ground running full speed were to you not get slammed into or, the ground. Or sitting. Like, when, once you got into the car, where did you actually get into a car or, or were you standing? No, I just climbed over. up on the ladder. Now, my friend stood on the flatbed of the uh, car. Well, the, our new office, the train tracks go, you know, right behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like, oh, yeah, the train tracks are over there. I mean, it's. You step out of the back of our building and you go four feet and there's a train track. Yeah. So I'm thinking we might have no. The we'll do this to pop again. Some, we'll pop do this again. Trains. I assure you. If we want to go downtown to eat lunch, we just, <laughs> just hop a train. Hop yeah. the train. Of yeah. course, we're not near any stops, so when they whiz by our building, yeah, they might be I going fifty you, miles. That an sucker hour. will knock you right down. No, I've seen that train stopped up the entire downtown before. I've been sitting there. When it's like, what the heck is going on? I've been stuck in Winter Park before for literally half an hour. Yeah, because well, the there's train a stop is, there. Isn't moving. Yeah, 
that that was the situation with this is we're just standing there and standing there like gosh and it was really long in either direction so, so we need to like keep our radar out that if right near the end of the workday we realize that there's a train unnaturally stopped yeah. right outside our building. We go hop it. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to see what takes us. Yeah. About the prime time to do this is like 2 in the morning oh. because there aren't a lot of witnesses. You know, no one's going to signal the engineer like, hey, there are people riding, like people just hopped the train, <laughs> you know. We need to keep cans of beans right by the back door. <laughs> yeah. In Let's the, get the beans and go. And like, a, yeah, a knapsack. Yeah, always, keep, sack, always keep your possessions in a bindle stick yeah. so that at any moment you're ready to ride to the next And preferably time. a harmonica. And you're ready <laughs> so to go. Well, my, how else are you going to pass the time? Yeah. My human game for next week is throw Adam from the train. <laughs> <laughs> like I almost Romala did it to myself. So, okay. All right. Well, uh, write in uh, your human games to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Many thanks to Ban Marino for coming through. Uh, like we mentioned, the, the album is The Sea and the Beast. You can pick it up at iTunes or many independent uh, music stores around the country, probably. Yeah, or bandmarino.net. Or bandmarino.net. You keep plugging the website. Good. Next week, we have Dan Kimball, author and speaker Dan Kimball, in this studio with us. So definitely tune in for that. Probably it'll be substance. Yeah. It's so substance. we're not about trying to do the same thing every week. We're about pendulum swings here. Mm-hmm. Complete extremes. Yeah. <laughs> also called variety. Oh, yeah. Variety. Yeah. See, we would get bored otherwise. Yeah. Can't be serious show. all the time. We're bringing Lawrence Welk back. <laughs> or Hee Haw. Would that be a variety show? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Hee Haw. I grew up on Hee Haw. I love Hee Haw. My grandparents actually made on the set too. of Hee Haw. <laughs> I did. I was born in the hay bales. <laughs> Lawrence Welk. Okay, so on that note, we'll wrap up this week's podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Billy Crystal. <laughs> I'm Absol. We'll see you next week. You're not proud that you're a mascot?